information delivered through this program is provided as an educational resource only and is not to be used for any diagnostic or treatment purposes. If you require any form of professional support, please seek it out for yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in. Every week, Val and I present a casual but impactful conversation about strategies to help you live your best life. For the next half hour, we'll discuss topics that are of interest to anyone seeking to live more abundantly in today's ever-changing world. I hope you enjoy the show, and I hope that you find something meaningful that resonates in your life. Hello, Abundant Seekers and Peak Performers, and hello, Val. Hello, Blake. How are you? You know, dude, uh, I got no complaints. Um, nice. And I don't know if you get this news in Canada, but we had a uh, mass school shooting uh, in Texas. And it just, um, and babies, just babies. They were they were babies. Uh, so um, I'm a little... Um, on edge, which is perfect for, uh, which is perfect for our subject to, today. Is. Actually, it is indeed. Yeah, uh, we do usually get news of that. I mean, that's usually international news. Quite yeah. frankly, the the shootings and uh, yeah, it's 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 very very sad. And unfortunately, uh, it will of course bring a little bit of love and mourning and togetherness, but it won't last long before it gives way to the pointless gun argument. It's just it's it's you know it's it's silly. It's it's a crazy argument. I'm not even going to get into it today, yep. but you know, the bottom line is um, it's very true that guns do not kill people. People kill people and we need to get to the root of the problem in why these things keep happening. And the root of that problem is not guns because guns predate school shootings by about mm, 300 years. Like it's seriously, we've had weapons for a long, long time. So this is yet another thing that's being caused by a yeah. deeper issue yeah. that needs to be uh, addressed. And that issue is mental health. And among some of the conversations of mental health are anxiety. So there, I, I kind of stole your <laughs> job there, Val. No, Go ahead and tell perfect. everybody what we're talking about today. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we, we differ so much from United States to Canada. But I know in the States, I feel like we are in a constant state of anxiety yeah. it has become the norm mm -hmm. and that's not cool that's right not cool that's right um you know i think maybe yeah the u.s might really lead the way in stress and anxiety but yeah. we're, you gotta be a close second and uh, you know there are countries that are going through genuine trauma and yeah. you know uh, holocaust level problems and really and they still don't have the level of stress and anxiety they have genuine hard struggle and they don't have the stress and anxiety that we have in the western world and uh we got to do something about that yeah and of course, you know, our little microscopic friend of the last couple of years didn't help much obviously yeah. but once again we rose above we beat and we're, we're ready to move on but i think you know are we really so um, it's a it's an important conversation because there's a lot of reasons to be anxious uh, right now, and equally a lot of reasons not to be. There's a lot of reasons right. not to let it get to you. And mm -hmm. overall, basically, anxiety is is a weakness of 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 the of the mental strength. It's not a mental weakness. We all can succumb to it, but it is uh, a lack of development 
of our, our higher psyche, what we like to call literally mental muscle. And yeah. the only way you're going to beat things like anxiety is to build up that mental muscle. And we are mm -hmm. going to talk about a mental, emotional, even spiritual workout, literally, on today's mm -hmm. show. And to help us with this is someone that I am very anxious to introduce. See what I did there, Val? I did. Little little man, little little things make me, <laughs> make me happy. <laughs> anyway, uh, our very, very good friend, Sally Wurr, is in the house. <laughs> Yay! Hi, Sally. Yay, there she is. And you know, Sally is a walking cure for anxiety right there, I tell you. That <laughs> smile would peel the stress off of me in any day, I tell you. Yes, and, and but the smile can get pretty, pretty uh, uh, in your face if they feel like you're doing a disservice to you yourself or to those around you or to me. So, um, yep, that's right. You there's, know, there's I, a butt kicking behind that smile if you don't act right. <laughs> you know, my favorite saying this year is the problem is not the problem, it's your reaction to the problem that is the problem. And, and I don't negate people's anxiety. I don't, uh, I was reading a story uh, yesterday about somebody here locally and in next door Highlands Ranch that said, you know what, I've got a third grader and I'm, I don't want to have that anxiety every day worrying about her safety at school. Yeah. And I said, I get it. I get it. You know, yeah. it's, well, you know, well, well, before we launch, let's throw a little disclaimer in there and just say, at no point in time in this discussion are we ever trying to belittle anyone's sense of anxiety. No, 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 no. Uh -uh. What we want to talk about is giving you a little something in your toolkit that you can use to make sure you're not experiencing any more than you absolutely have to. Absolutely. That's what we're talking about. We're going to, we're going to, you know, just like working out, right? You're not working out to completely fend off disease. We, we, you know, once you've got muscles on, you don't ever expect never to get sick or anything like that. It's just a little bit of defense, a little bit of preventative medicine to help just help keep you healthy. And you, we're going to talk about being healthy mentally and emotionally in the same way by doing some daily workout in order to build that mental muscle mm -hmm. that's going to protect you against, like I said, having one ounce more anxiety or stress than you absolutely have to in any given situation. So with that, ladies, take it away. Val, give us uh, one of your great peak performance points uh, as we get started here. Um, well, I'm going to bounce off of Sally because I think she opened it with with such wise words that the problem isn't the problem. It's your reaction um, to to the problem. Um, that is the problem. Um, so I feel like my opener is is anxiety is basically fear of the unknown. It's your questioning. Can I do this? Am I going to be OK? is this going to turn out the way that I hoped for? And it's all of the things about the unknown. Um, and, you know, you only get to control two things, right? Your work ethic and your attitude. I say it like almost every week. Um, what is it that you can control in an anxious state? Is there things that you can do, like really have a heart-to-heart -heart -heart conversation with yourself and be like, is this out of my control? Yes. Okay, then that's one thought or no, and that's another thought. But ask yourself, like, what can I control in this moment? And, and that's 
what Sally is saying, it's controlling your reaction. So I feel like that's my, my opener is control the controllables. Yep, that's absolutely perfect. And, you know, I'm just going to tag it with uh, a Ryan Reynolds write that down kind of a phrase here because I, I just – every once in a while, little pearls of wisdom drop into my head. You know, it, it comes with old age, one pearl of wisdom, one complete pile of nonsense, and they all pour out of me. So get ready for something good because who knows when there will be another one. Now, you know, uh, it's, it's absolutely true that you literally are fearing the unknown. And we already know how futile that is. But here's something else you want to think about, and that is that when you're asking questions based on the unknown, the answers to those questions will always be assumptions. Mm -hmm. they, yeah. they can never be facts. And the greatest enemy of stress and anxiety is logic. Mm -hmm. Always. Logic is the first thing that's going to help you. You want to get deeper and more spiritual so you can really strengthen yourself against those things. But the first and foremost line of defense and one of the strongest enemies against uh, anxiety is logic. And in the presence of fearing the unknown, there is no logic. Because when you ask a question about the unknown, every answer will be an mm -hmm. assumption. Write that down. Yeah. I don't think Sally's ever seen her write that down. Though. I don't think she has either. <laughs> you know, this lady that was that was um, I referred to about the third the third grader. You know, she was at least asking, and, and sometimes this is a problem, but but it never hurts to get more info, right? And so she was just asking if there's anybody in the in the area that has children of similar age that would be willing to bring in a, a a tutor and have a group of children close to the same age group be homeschooled and tutored, yeah. which I thought was a really good way of saying, look, this is one way I can, uh, I can get rid of my anxiety, mm -hmm. still have childcare, still have my child learning and still being socialized without them having to go physically to a school. And I think that that's, that's I think having kids homeschooled for almost two years, mm -hmm has given people a new perspective on alternatives to things that create more anxiety in their life. And I think that, that at least she's looking for viable solutions versus just spinning in her own anxiety zone and, and maybe just keeping her daughter home, just to mm -hmm. keep her home. Right. Yeah. That's not logical either, but um, you know, it's just, it's, people are just stressed and and Blake you may or may not know that but know this about me I'm not only an author and writer but I've been an insurance broker for over 30 years yes so the mental health side of it you know insurance carriers are are have kind of gotten up to speed as far as coverage for mental health you know and I would say 10 years ago they weren't but they certainly have gotten more up to speed and and um, you know, I have clients that have mental health facilities, so I get into this a lot. And anxiety is only one part of the problem. We also have our society of people that have addictions that are creating even more havoc with their anxiety. So there's, there's, there's just a whole lot of stuff that goes into uh, people, uh, I call it going off the deep end or spinning in their own pity party, which mm -hmm. a lot of people love to spin in their own pity party, and that's a whole different... That's right. Um, part of mental health that we don't realize that they've not learned those skills to step away from that. And if you do this, you're going to get this. If you're going to do that, you're going to get that. 
that's part of what all my writing's been about is teaching people to take those steps to get from point A to point B in a in a forward progression. And and we're all old enough to know that you can take two steps forward, then you take five steps back, and you feel like you've got to start all over again. But that's life. It is life. Yeah, that's life. That's and if you haven't learned that lesson, yep. you need to learn it because mm -hmm. life is not perfect. And as with what we found with social media, people are judging their lives by people that are on social media doing things. No one tells, well, there are some people that, that share their angst on social media, but yeah. people are not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, many people in coaching call that the success formula. Two steps forward, one step back, three steps forward, five steps back. That's the success formula. Mm -hmm. it's, yes. it's never a beeline, you know, straight towards mm -hmm. success. I love the story of the woman who transformed her or metamorphed her her anxiety into uh, a way to help. You know, I think that's a, makes a great point for that. That's the mental muscle. That's working out the mental muscle. Rather than sitting in this corner absorbed by my own anxiety, I'm going to turn some of my fears into something productive. I'm going to reach out to other people. I mean, that's, you know, that's how, that's how the world is saved uh, every day in small ways and, and large. It's somebody saying, this worries me. I wonder if anyone else feels the same way. I'm going to put it out there. And then yeah. together we're going to come up with a plan to yeah. do something really empowering. Yeah. So. No. The only, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. The, the flip side to that, though, is whenever you put stuff out there, I'll, I'll watch that feed because with next door you get, you know, all the posts that come after that. And the sad part is, is there's going to be people that are going to get on that feed and say, what are you, what, it didn't happen at your school. What are you worried about? And they're going to yeah. negate her anxiety, which yeah. is even going to give her more anxiety. She's trying to solve a problem. And then these negative people that feel mm -hmm. that they have the right to, to come online and, and criticize and put her down. That's where the problems I, I see with social media are happening because she's she's us, using it uh, the platform is a way to help others in her like situation and I think it's commendable. Um, oh, it's definitely true. One of the keys with again good reasons for building that mental muscle is you need to resist the doubters, the haters, and the naysayers because yep. that nothing nothing causes more anxiety. And again, talk about unnecessary anxiety. Uh, I live by one principle, and occasionally I'd still get to me, but I've seen it through a lot through through believing this is that I never ever accept advice, guidance, or criticism from anyone whose opinion I wouldn't seek. Hundred percent. There you go. Hundred percent. Val, I'm pretty sure this is feeding right into one of your points of performance. So let me roll it over to you. It is. So when I say when I say control the controllables. I'm fully aware that that may come easier to some people than it does, it does for others. But what I really want you to know is that that is a skill that you can develop. You can learn to control the controllables and not let your anxiety get out of control. Um, but you have to understand that you do have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That is the first rule because there's nothing honestly about this life that is comfortable. I mean, life just shows us that, right? Um, and it's, and yes, you call it developing your mental muscle. Like literally, if you want to build muscle, physical, actual muscle, how do you do that? Well, you have to lift a certain amount of weights for you so that you make teeny tiny tears in those muscles. So you break it down and then 
you add in healing and you add in protein and then that develops the strong muscles. But here's the thing. I can talk about having rockin' abs or rockin' quads sitting my ass on the couch, but if I don't actually put in the reps, I'm not going to get develop that muscle. Mm -hmm. Sitting on the couch talking about it, doesn't, it's going to develop your mouth muscle, sure, but it's not going to develop the muscle that you want. So if right. you want this mental toughness, you actually have to put in the reps. You have to, you have to feel the pain. You have to feel the burn. You have look people oh my god i am you cannot avoid the hard work god damn i am so sick of it you cannot avoid the hard work if you want the muscle you have to put in the hard work period there are no shortcuts there are there isn't a quick fix there isn't a magic pill you have to do the freaking hard work you have to sweat and you have to like sometimes yeah you have to cry sometimes but i believe in your ability to develop that but it starts you know. with you being okay and being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because let me tell you, nothing is born out of comfort. Not sure. a single thing. Yeah. You know, I love me a good metaphor, but I got to say there's a practical connection between physical muscle and mental or emotional muscle. And that is that they all are grown out of pain and work. You will not develop any muscle mentally or emotionally without having first gone through pain. It's all the same, whether you're tearing actual physical muscle or you are bruising actual mental or emotional muscle. You have to go through that first in order to strengthen that muscle. So if, if you're going through trauma right now, what you have to understand is that you are building muscle. It's very similar to how we talked about in our three-day workshop. Uh, which will be uh, coming up in, in in another couple of weeks, by the way, uh, where we're always talking about coming out of hibernation. You're in that dark season, and that's what the dark season is. Those painful moments are when you are building the mental and emotional muscle. So, yeah, Val's right. You can't get around the hard work, but when yeah. you're doing the hard work, no, there's always going to be a benefit. You big biceps, big chest, big quads, and also a big brain, a big heart, and a powerful soul. Those can all be obtained by cutting through the pain, doing the work, and building that muscle. And, and let me, to continue the, the physical portion, you know, I've been a CrossFitter for 15 years. I've been a coach for a very long time. I made it very clear to my athletes um, as we entered into every workout that the biggest muscle that I was training in them is the one that lied within the six inches of the brain because there there does come a moment where you're like my <clears throat> and my lungs are on fire i don't know if i have the goods to to step up and take the next rep and finish that but every time you do every time you do something hard it is written into the neuroplasticity of your brain and your brain knows oh you know what i can do hard things and come out and be okay. And so the next time you come up to a hard thing, guess what? Your brain is like, you know what, Valley, you can do this. Because remember the last time you did it, and and you didn't die. You didn't die. So it it just like every rep of a bicep curl builds that muscle. Every rep you take mentally builds on the next. That's right. Before we roll on, I just want to say hi to a few friends. Heather Stewart is uh, with us today. She's uh, watching with us. Uh, Heather, of course, uh, is uh, has her own uh, 
a Tai Chi based. Uh, it's called Easy Flow. It's a really nice, it's, it's, it's Tai Chi for dummies. I'm going to go ahead and say it because I do it. So that's kind of what it is. Uh, it's amazing. And it's just a, a, an hour of uh, a gentle, a meditative, spiritual exploration. And just, it's fun and it's enjoyable. And Heather has a voice that will just, uh, oh man, she would, she would melt butter. And uh, so uh, check check out Heather's show uh, for sure. And also, hey, we got all the on-air personalities with us today. Yeah, Brian Swanson you, Brian. is in the house from Denim and Pearls. Yes, uh, I, I I would have to say, you know, Colorado's leading <laughs> show <laughs> podcast. I mean, he's, he's on the air with our good friend Michelle Moross, and they are just owning it. So I want to be Brian when I grow up. So it's... Uh, Great to have Brian with us. Great to have Heather with us and everybody else who's uh, joining us. So, Sally, I want to roll the dice and send something over to you and have you give your uh, thoughts on it. I have a, a, a thing that I believe about anxiety, and that is that it shows up early. It's, it, it, it comes before you think, right? And that's why we got to be careful of it. And the other thing you find is fear tends to come right before or right after, right? Anxiety. And I know this is, I know this is a point that Val... This, this is something that I know Val thinks about a lot. I'm looking forward to hearing her talk a little bit more about it, too. But I want to make sure we put that out there. People need to understand that anxiety arrives very quickly. It's, it's the snap reaction. And you got to be careful of that. But you also have to realize that fear begets it or anxiety begets fear. There's, there's a cycle there. So, so Sally, start with you. And then Val and Jeff, they chime in. Ladies, uh, give, give me your thoughts on that because I think that's an important thing people need to understand. You know, when it comes to fear, I usually make a quick decision. Why am I fearful? And the word we're using this week is jump anyway. Jump anyway. Uh, most things in life that we're fearful of or we have ang angst or anxiety of are usually new situations that we're not accustomed to right and I and and I, I use this because I use it on a, a podcast or a TV show that Michelle Moross did a couple days ago um, our book hold my crown was just on the billboard in Times Square New York Times Square it did such a huge cue right it just it, it just blew our minds but had I not accepted a, a, an invite to Michelle Moraz's writer's retreat in March of 2020, I would never have been a part of this huge hold my crown movement that we have going on. And so had I allowed fear or had I allowed anxiety about being a part of a book that a bunch of other people were in that I didn't know, and I, and I understand that's not the same kind of fear as is what people are dealing with with kids in school and all that, but we all have our own stuff that bothers us, right? One of the things I always like to talk to people about is the word change. And it comes into the fear and anxiety. The word change in the English language is a verb. It's an action word. So in order for us to have change, whether it's fear or anxiety or, or changing our workout routine or whatever, all we need to do is move a quarter of an inch in our thought pattern. And it changes the entire world around us. And all of a sudden, that fear isn't so scary, that anxiety lessens, our body's not throwing off all these hormones that are telling us to flee. They are teaching us to face that fear and fight it. And so that's my two cents. Change is an action word. 
in order to have change, there's got to be a little bit of fear, anxiety, and angst that goes along with it. But jump anyway. I love it. Val, you want to give us your uh, your, your third uh, point of performance and uh, maybe get in some uh, some final thoughts, and then we're going to get ready to wrap up. This isn't going to be a popular opinion, and it's probably not culturally uh, approved. Um, but it's been my experience, literally run into the fear. It, like, it's going to be there. And F-E-A-R, I've heard a couple of different things. Uh, Zig Ziglar says it could stand for uh, forget everything and run, or it could be face everything and rise. Um, and that's, that's Sally's just go ahead and jump. Um, the other F-E-A-R is false evidence appearing real. Um, and I, I don't know who to give that credit to, so we'll just give it to Oprah. Um, so I say run directly into the fear. And, you know, I had um, uh, Robert O'Neill. He is the Navy C who, SEAL who took the kill shot on um, Os Osama bin Laden. He says, um, being fearless doesn't mean that you are, lack the fear. Hell no, I was scared as hell going into that compound. He's like, being fearless is acknowledging the fear and stepping into it anyway. Yeah. Um, and that's from probably one of the scariest human humans on the planet. Um, <laughs> and I know it's scary. I, I, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying don't be scared, but I love Sally's uh, metaphor, jump anyway. Um, I just don't think that anything is going to be accomplished if you sit in the fear. I say hit it head on, control your controllables, and, and get to work. You know, I, I know another uh, uh, acronym for fear, and I can't mention it here. It starts with the F word and mm -hmm. goes from there. But um, it's still I the same thought. Still the yeah. same thought. Break down fear into forget about it and yeah, move through. And I love that. I love the definition of courage. It's not the absence of fear. It's acknowledging the fear and doing it anyway. Doing yeah. It anyway. Because, yeah, it's an action word. It's an action word. Mm -hmm. Sally, I want to throw it over to you for uh, some uh, final thoughts. Just <clears throat> final thoughts. Just jump. I, I just, I, I tell people that all the time. Do not allow your fears, your anxieties. Find a solution. Yeah. You know what? Find a solution. There are plenty of people that maybe not social media so much, but um, there are. You've got people around you. None of us get where we're at by ourselves. So mm -hmm. find those people that like, that think the way you do, but push you. Right? I mean, push you. People hire you, Val Jones, because you're going to push their little butts through whatever it is that they have going on. And if their lungs are burning, you're going to tell them, jump, do it anyway. Do it anyway. And, and we all need people around us that just give us that little shove, right? No matter what it is. And when someone shares with you that they are feeling anxious about something, take a few minutes, sometimes it's five minutes, to find out why. Why are you feeling that way? And if you have something that you can give them that footsteps or whatever or a path that can get them out of this zone, please do it and do it graciously and kindly. Unless you know they're that kind of friend that you just got to tell them to, you know, get their, <laughs> get their ass out of the couch yeah. and get on the machine. I'm that friend. 
I know, I know yeah. you are. We um, we all know Val. <laughs> but sometimes we need that. So sometimes we need that. And so oh, yeah. you know, just know know that there are people in your world that can help you if they know that that's what's going on. But all, but don't be that friend that that's all that you're giving those people around you because right. none of us want to hear your fear and anxiety twenty four seven. Sorry, you got to take some ownership and make change and do those changes. Yeah, right. right. You know, we did an accountability exercise a while back now with the coaching organization to which I belong, and uh, the the teacher said, "You've got people who will warn you not to go near the edge. You've got people who will push you over the edge. You got people who will jump off the edge with you. You get which one is the best one for accountability." And everybody had their guess, and the teacher said, sorry, trick question, all of the above, and if you can find all those qualities in one mentor, you win. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yep. Uh, my, my final thought is actually a challenge, and I am an unpaid sponsor. Uh, if you have no idea how to develop men mental toughness, I want you to look up a guy named Andy Frisella. He created a program called 75 Heart. He says, it is not a physical fitness challenge. It is not a nutrition challenge. It is a mental toughness challenge. Andy, if you are watching this show, please have me on your podcast. I'd love to. Settle, not settle. Uh, it. It, is, it is not 75 easy. It is 75 days of really hard, hard work. I did it a year ago. I completed all 75 days, and I think I'm going to do it again. Nice. I think I'm going to do it again. I'll spare you because we're almost out of time. The, what the challenge consists of, it, but hey, you know what? Hit me up. DM me. I'll walk you through it. I'll guide you. I'll even be your coach if you need somebody to push you off the edge. Uh, it's a great place to start. 75 Hard, Andy Frisella. Look it up. Do Love it. it. Sally, thank you so much for being here and helping us shed some anxiety with that beautiful smile as always. And thank Love you all for being thanks. here. We will be back here again, same time, same channel uh, again. And in two weeks' time, we'll be back for our three-day workshop coming out of hibernation. Looking forward to it. In the meantime, stay strong, keep smiling, because you got this. <laughs>